Coming up on the Kansas portion of the Week 5 pregame show, we run down all the scores and schedules, plus we check in with Mar Hill and Donovan West for the first time this season, and we are of our weekly interview with Johnny Kane, that and so much more on the Cliff Notes Podcast Week 5 pregame show. Welcome, everybody, to the Cliff Notes Podcast Week 5 pregame show. We got the Kansas segment for you. Let's run down some scores from Week 3 of Kansas football. It was Riverside over Hiawatha, 42-6. Wabonsi, 37. Troy, 13. Mar Hill, 40. Nickerson, 6. Atchison gets their first win of the season, 42-24 over Bonner Springs. ACCHS, 34. McLeod, 20. Valley Heights, 60. Horton, 8. And Donovan West, 44. Johnson Brock out of Nebraska, 22. Here's Week 5's schedule. We got St. Mary's, who's 1-2 on the year, against Riverside, who's 2-1. 2-1 Smithing, it's 2-1 Holton. Rock Creek is at Hiawatha, who's 1-2. Mar Hill is 3-0 on the year. They're at Republic County, who is 2-1. We had an opportunity to catch up with Mar Hill Raven head coach Brandon Wilkes. We get to know Coach a little bit, talk about his first couple games of the regular season, and we preview the game against Republic County. Our interview with Coach Wilkes begins at 30 seconds. And we're here on the Cliff Notes Podcast Week 5 pregame show. We got Mar Hill head coach Brandon Wilkes with us. How you doing, coach? I'm doing pretty good, Clifton. How are you doing? Oh, I'm doing good. I'm doing very, very good. Um, another week we get. So, coach, um, one of the things that we like to do before we um, really get into the season is really for first time people, just to get to know you a little bit, who Coach Wilkes is, where all your stops have been and how you got here to Mar Hill. Yeah, I guess working back uh, prior to being here, um, uh, this is my second year and my second stint here prior to that. Um, I was down in Florida at a high school, a 5A high school in uh, Titusville, Florida. I was the offensive coordinator there. Prior to that, I was a head coach at Middle Park, Colorado for four or for two years and Lions, Colorado for two years. And then the two years before that were my first two years at Mar Hill. So um, I kind of sandwiched my four years at Mar Hill with a couple of stints in Colorado and Florida. So I um, feel like I've experienced some good things that made me a better coach. And uh, this is my 10th uh, year as a head coach and um, 15th year in coaching altogether. What ultimately brought you back? Well, um, a lot of things. I mean, one, I, I really think that Atchison's a great place for my family. Um, you know, I have two sons and a wife who's also a teacher, and it just it really makes sense for our family. Being the other places that we're at, um, you know, they're just just wasn't wasn't ideal for our family. And then on the flip side of it, you know, Mar Hill's a great place. Um, I've always always been a uh, felt like a family. Um, you know, it's a good faith based school that I really feel like I can be myself here. So, um, you know, and in addition to that, um, after I left, my top assistant, Jermaine Monroe, was the head coach here, and he just really did a good job with the program, left it in great shape, and I just got to step right back into a good program. Yeah, you guys have been really good the past several years, so definitely um, this is another successful season so far yet this season. We'll talk about more about that here in a few minutes, but first of all, let's talk about the summer and your guys' uh, football and um, – you know, obviously, you know, a lot of football teams in the area, whether it's Kansas and Missouri, battled um, with the regulations of COVID-19. How did your team um, handle all the guidelines and all the regulations? Well, it was, you know, it was kind of, um, you know, adapt and overcome. 
<laughs> we, we, you know, first thought we'd be able to start uh, at normal time after, you know, it looked pretty bleak, but then that got pushed back and we really didn't start our summer program until June 29th. Um, but once we got going, um, you know, we had some minimal interruptions, but I mean, I, I really felt like our guys worked really hard this summer. Uh, it was great for me because the year before, I didn't get here until late in the summer. So this was my first summer with them, although it was, you know, a little short, but you know, we spent a lot of time together in the weight room and had some guys that worked really hard. Um, it was also really nice that we were able to, I was able to uh, send them workouts when they were in court, you know, in, to stay at home order when they were home. So I felt like despite all the, you know, the weirdness, the COVID stuff that um, we had a pretty good off season. Um, at least I feel like we got a lot stronger. and I think it's showing on the field. Yeah, let's talk about what's going on on the field right now. Your team is 3-0 and so far this season. Um, two wins in the um, Northeast Kansas League and a non-league game last week against Nickerson, which you picked up very, very late in the week. Um, talk about your first three games really as a whole. Well, um, I think, you know, we, it's been good. We've uh, had some success in all three facets of the game. Um, you know, we're, we're running the ball pretty well. Uh, we have a, a senior running back named Andrew Schwinn, who's averaging 190 yards a game. And, uh, you know, um, he's, you know, lines blocking really well and he's, he's running really hard. Um, but we've also been able to balance that attack too with our um, first year quarterback, Drew Cottle, who's came in and, and thrown well too. Um, and then defensively, you know, we've, we've played well. We've played against three teams that all – you know, all run assignment-type offenses that, you know, we, we really have to hammer assignments, and our guys have stepped up and done their job. So, uh, and this week, uh, I think, was the first week we felt really good about our special teams play, too. So, um, and, and the final thing, the one thing that hampered us last year that we talked about all year has been goal number one is taking care of the ball. And, you know, three games, we have one turnover. Um, we'd like to have zero, but um, we, we feel good about that. And, I think that's that's why we're three and zero. Well, coach, you got an opportunity this week to be four and zero. You guys are on the road this week against Republic County. Um, talk about the um, the Buffaloes a little bit, and um, what can we expect from this football game on Friday night? Well, they're they're a good team. I, I fully was expecting that it would be a matchup of two state ranked three and zero teams, but um, they were in a pretty hard fought game that they lost twenty one fourteen last week, but. You know, they, they too have a really good running back. Uh, Jared Baxa, I think his name is. He's got over – averaging over 200 yards a game. Um, you know, they've uh, beaten some teams. I know they beat uh, – their first game was against Beloit, which is a team that's, I think, a rival of theirs. They hadn't beaten since 1999. So, we know they're, they're a team that is up and coming and it's going to be a good fight. Um, I think the flip side of it, since, since we got paired up in districts with them, you know, I think – both probably them and us are, you know, kind of excited that these are, this is an opponent that we really don't play. We don't play in hardly any sports. So, um, you know, knowing, knowing that um, it'll be, there'll be a kind of a feeling out period, I'm sure on, on Friday night, but um, I do think it's going to be one of the more competitive games in the area um, with them being two and one and us being three and oh, and it's the first one that matters too. Um, you know, my experience at Kansas is, is, it's worked out well and it's worked against me when, you know, the way the districts work, but I'm really hoping that, the, you know, we can play our best in the districts because it has, you know, everything to do with your postseason um, seating and the direction you can go in postseason. So 
it's going to be a tough game, really tough game. we got to travel a long way to play there, longer than we do most games. And uh, like I said, they have some, you know, some tough kids over there, especially the running back. Well, Coach Wilkes, I want to thank you so much for coming on the podcast for the first time. Your team is playing really well, really well right now, and I want to wish them, you and your team, good luck this Friday night. Hey, thanks a lot, Clifton. I appreciate the coverage. That was Raven head coach Brandon Wilkes. Thank you so much, coach, for joining us. On to more of this Kansas schedule. It's Nemaha Central, who's at ACCHS. Pleasanton is at Troy. Atchison's at Wamego. And then Washington County is at Donovan West. Both teams are 2-1. We had an opportunity to catch up with Mustang head coach Perry Smith. Get to know him a little bit. And we talk about this matchup against Washington County. Our interview with Coach Smith begins right now. And we're continuing on on the Cliff Notes Podcast Week 5 pregame show. we got Don from West Head Coach Perry Smith with us. How are you doing, Coach? Good, good. Glad to be on. Well, thank you. Thank you very much for coming on. Very, very much appreciated. Um, coach, uh, one of the things that we like to do for first-time guests is we'll get to know the coach. Uh, what's your story? How you got into coaching? And um, what brought you to Donovan West? Well, um, uh, five years ago, me and my family moved, uh, made the move from Wetmore High School to Donovan West. Um, I'd been the head girls coach at, at Wetmore for uh, 11 years, and uh, we ended up uh, uh, taking the uh, head girls job at Donovan West um, and, and making the move there. Uh, but uh, before we came to Donovan West, back in the uh, late 90s, early 2000s, I was at Midway Denton uh, with Coach Martin uh, being – I was assistant football there. Um, so uh, there was probably only about two or three schools that we would have ever left uh, Wetmore for, and, and Donovan West was one of them. And, and we, uh, we've been uh, glad we've made the move uh, ever since. Well, Coach, um, let's talk about the, uh, the 2020 um, season. Uh, first of all, before the season got started, this is just a unique time that – every single one of us is in, every single coach is dealing with. Um, how did you and your team adapt to that this summer? Well, you know, it, it, uh, it was, it was a, a different summer, no question about it. But our, our kids were ready to get back in the weight room. We were able to start the first part of June. And, and we had, uh, you know, I think we were around 80% participation all summer long. Uh, you know, it, for the for the whole summer where early in June we were at 100 I mean we kids were wanting to get in there um and we and we got to work and and the kids were hungry and and we seen tremendous strides in the weight room this summer and and it it has been a focal point for us since I became the head coach uh, last year and and we think that it's really starting to pay off and and uh the kids uh, you know again uh probably this way with every school uh the kids the kids were ready to get back I mean they were wanting to be a part of uh, back to competing and, and back with their friends. And, and uh, that was fun to see as a coach uh, all summer long. Well, Coach, um, you talk about the kids. Let's talk about the kids. Um, for those who haven't seen your guys' team this year, who are some of the kids that, if they were to go to a football game, well, who would be some of the kids that would stand out on Friday nights? Well, well we have, uh, we have a, first, a first team all leaguer back at quarterback. Trent Spiker uh, was a first team all leaguer in the Twin Valley League as a as a uh, sophomore, uh, so uh, so of course he's back at quarterback this year as a junior. Uh, we also had two all-leaguers on the offensive and defensive line in Riley Schooneman and Cooper Clark, uh, both uh, about 6'2", 260, and, and really becoming nice football players. 
Um, we, we, uh, I, I suppose this year, if you watch this, we're, we're a lot more physical than we've probably been in the past. And, and we are, uh, you know, we're, we're pretty much a run dominated team. We, we try to line up and, and use a lot of deception in the backfield for, for what we want to run and, and still be physical up front and, and do those kind of things. Uh, uh, we have, we have a big and, and talented junior class. We're, we're a lot of juniors with only two seniors on the team. And, and uh, so uh, we've got a lot of guys that have played since they were freshmen and sophomores and, and that, uh, uh, you know, size and as well as experience is really starting to show up this year for us. And, and uh, you know, so we, we have, we have, we're pretty explosive. We, we do, we run the ball a lot and we, uh, we seem to have a little success at it. Well, coach, let's talk about the season so far. You guys are two and one. Um, had a um, had a big lead against Worth County, which unfortunately um, evaporated evaporated away. Um, and then you guys were able to rebound and um, win your last two games. Um, you guys have done a lot of traveling this year. Traveled to two other states besides Kansas. Um, talk about the play of your football team up to this point. Well, we we uh, of course we we kind of joked about it when we got done with Bishop LeBlanc in week two. You know, we kind of made the Missouri tour there. Uh, with playing Worth County in that first game, uh, where we jumped on them early and uh, uh, they kind of got on us the second half. We had some turnovers that were big and and uh, they got some momentum. And we weren't able to recapture it back. And um, you know, we we looked like the first game of the year. Uh, we didn't. I didn't think we uh, executed nearly as good as we needed to. And, and part of that was them. They you know they had some nice kids and do well coached and do a lot of good things. Um, so you know we went to Worth County there first and and. and lost a big lead. Then we came back with Bishop LeBlond and, and uh, we was able to establish things early with them and, and another Missouri team. And, uh, and, and Bishop LeBlond's got some kids. I, you know, they'll, before the end of the year, I know they picked up a win on Friday and they're going to have some chances, some more wins. They're, they're, uh, they're going to continue to get better. They're young and they, they will continue to get better. And, and that was a good win for us just to get off the snide and understand, uh, you know, what it took to win and what it took to be successful. And then, uh, then we went to Johnson Brock, Nebraska, uh, on last Friday, and that was a team that is a perennial Nebraska power. Won the state title in Nebraska in 2018, um, and we went in there and, and played uh, played really well. We did a lot of good things, uh, uh, controlled the game from start to finish, and and uh, uh, really defended some things well and took a step in the right direction. And uh, so. Uh, we, you know, we've been, we, we feel like we've been getting better every week. And as a coach, that's your key. You know, you want to make sure you're getting better because uh, if you're not, you're getting worse. And uh, so that was, that was big for us uh, to go get a couple wins and, and get some momentum here for when uh, districts start in the state of Kansas for us this week. And it's important that we, uh, we showed uh, some signs of, of progression there and, and making sure we're ready for district play, uh, like I said, again, this week. Well, I think uh, your guys' schedule has really shaped you up for district play in Kansas. Uh, Worth County is a state power in Missouri. They've been a state power for years. And obviously, mm -hmm. you talked about Johnson Brock, how good they were. This week, um, you're back in the state of Kansas, probably for you, thank goodness. Uh -huh. um, you guys have Washington County this week. Um, talk about their team and what can we expect from this football game on Friday? Well, Washington County is a uh, – they've got a young quarterback, uh, number 15, and I forget his first name, but his last name's Berman, uh, which Washington County's a league school, so we're very familiar with them. Uh, we played them in the first game a year ago, first game of the season, uh, which we lost in the last uh, last couple minutes, uh, had chances and 
and didn't get didn't get W there. But uh, uh, they've got a, a quarterback number 15, Berman Boy, who is a, a tremendous runner, tremendous competitor. Um, he's he's does a lot of good things for them. And then their, their line has got good size. Uh, and then they play with an all-state tight end in the Trice Boy, uh, who who play number 39, plays uh, both sides of the ball and plays DN and offensive end, and and a very good player as well. They're they're well coached. They they made the switch to eight man a couple of years ago, like we did, um, and and had some success in eleven man. Uh, so you're talking about a team that's got some success and and is going to come in with with aspirations of like us of winning the district title. I mean we're we feel like we've we've got some kids that can do some things, and I know they do too. And and it should be a really high level game uh, on Friday night. Should be a really really good football game on Friday night, Coach. I want to thank you so much for taking the time to come on the podcast for the first time, and um, good luck to you and your kids on Friday night. We appreciate it, Clifton. Thanks a lot. That was Donovan from West Head Coach Perry Smith. Coach, thank you so much for joining us. Now on to the main event. We got an opportunity to talk with MSCSports.net Sports Director Johnny Kane. We break down all the big matchups in Northeast Kansas, and we recap week three that was. Here's our interview with Johnny Kane right now. And we're here on the Cliff Notes Podcast Week 5 pregame show. We got uh, MSCSports.net Sports Director Johnny Kane back with us. How you doing, Johnny? I'm doing great, man. How are you? Uh, I'm doing good. Another week of football, man. So, Can't beat it. Absolutely. Um, week three in Kansas is in the books. Um, talk about uh, what stuck out to you in the week as a whole. Um, well, really, honestly, it was kind of a chalk week for the most part. Uh, there was a couple of big games where I guess maybe the biggest surprise was the way Sabetha was able to come out on top against Nemahal Central 29-22. That was a game that I think actually a lot of people thought Nemahal Central would win that by a couple of touchdowns. But, of course, it's a big rivalry. It's always going to be close, and Sabetha wins that one 29-22. And then Perry LeCompton beats Holton 28-14 in a matchup of ranked teams at Perry LeCompton did that without their starting quarterback in the second half. So that was a pretty impressive victory for Perry LeCompton. In fact, they won by two touchdowns. Well, Johnny, let's move on to week four now. we got a big matchup here. A um, couple of the teams that you just talked about there, Sabetha is at Holton this week. It seems like it's always a big football game whenever these two um, – it seems like, you know, like in the early 2000s and like into the later 2000s, into the later 2000s, into the 2010s, Holton has been the team to beat. But then, like, after that, Sabetha seems like they've taken on that role. Talk about this football game and what can we expect on Friday. Yeah, this game is going to be one of those knockdown, drag out, guys line up across from each other and say, I'm better than you. It's going to be smash mouth, line up from across from each other and go at it. It's going to be a running oriented type of game between both Sabetha and Holton. That's what they both like to do offensively. I don't expect a ton of points to be scored in this game, but uh, I mean, Sabetha, nobody really expected anything from them this year because they lost quite a bit, including Gabe Garber, who's now playing at KU. So, I mean, nobody really expected a ton from them, but you look at their – they could easily be 3-0 and right now. They're 2-1 and on the season after the big win over Nemahal Central. Holton, meanwhile, they're coming off their first loss to Perry LeCompton. And so I really think this is going to be one of the top games as far as just competitiveness that we're going to have here in week four. Well, Johnny, um, we'll talk about a couple of the other matchups. Uh, I know you guys have some big matchups that are probably outside of my um, coverage area as far as the podcast, but there's some pretty big games here this week. Talk about those. 
Yeah, first off, I mean, you look in Class 1A, you got Valley Heights and Centralia. Valley Heights is 3-0. and They're ranked second in the state. Centralia is 2-1. and They're ranked third in the state. Centralia's only loss came to Rossville, who's ranked number one in the state in Class 2A. That's going to be a big, big matchup. It's going to be kind of like the Sabetha-Holton game, two teams that really like to run the football, two teams that are going to line straight up across from each other and go at it. So I expect that to be a knockdown, dragout type of contest. And then you look at the eight-man level, another two-versus-three matchup in the state with Axtell and Hanover. Axtell is, a th- is ranked third. Hanover is ranked second. Both teams have had a ton of success last year. I mean, Axtell last year beat Hanover twice, gave Hanover actually their first loss in 43 games. Hanover had a 43-game win streak. Axtell ended that last year and then beat him in the playoffs to go to the state title game. So that's going to be a big game coming up on Friday as well, and it's a game that I will have live on 92.1 KMZA. Well, um, Johnny, uh, one more thing that we'll hit on. Uh, it seems like, you know, either we're just in the district playing Kansas or some districts are getting ready to get started. What are some of the most like notable districts out there for Northeast Kansas fans definitely to pay attention to? Well, I mean, I think obviously you got to look at the class three, a district. When you look at uh, probably district four with Nemahal central, more Academy, that's a big one district three as well. When you look at, you know, Silver Lake, Rossville, uh, and Pleasant Ridge, Mission Valley. So that, that's a pretty good district in Class 3A. But I think one of the better ones that a lot of people aren't talking about is the one in Class 1A when you got Jeff County North, you've got Jackson Heights, Troy, uh, Valley Heights, and Centralia. I mean, that's a really, really tough district in Class 1A. That might be one of the toughest districts in the state. But even 8-man, 8-man Division 2, that District 3 with Frankfurt, Axtell, and Hanover, Three teams that have been pretty much ranked throughout the season in eight-man division, too. So that's probably one of the top districts in the state as well. Uh, Johnny, uh, before we let you go here, uh, anything you want to plug this week? I know um, you've got some games on all across your guys' um, line of networks this week. Uh, where can they catch those? Yeah, first off on 103.9 KNZA and the Holton and Sabetha channels, we'll have that Sabetha at Holton contest. And also on 92.1 KMZA, Hanover at Axtell. And then on CARE 93.7 FM, we'll have Nemahal Central at ACCHS. All those games you can find on our website, mscsports.net. Head over to the Listen Live tab, and you can find all the tabs for 103.9 KNZA, 92.1, and 93.7. And also on mscsports.net. Tomorrow morning, we'll have previews of each of the games throughout Northeast Kansas as well. Definitely. MSCSports.net, definitely your spot. You have Northeast Kansas fans, uh, definitely uh, hit that spot. All kinds of games on there. Um, coaches shows are on there. Game previews, all that stuff. Johnny, um, Justin, and the whole team, they got you covered there. So, um, Johnny, um, thank you so much for joining me for another week. Um, good luck to you and your game on Friday. And um, hopefully, um, it be some great games in the Northeast Kansas area. Thanks, my man. Appreciate it. Can't really wait for tomorrow night. It should be a fun one. And we thank Johnny Kane for coming on the show. Um, little reminder, you can follow the Cliff Notes podcast Twitter account at CliffNotes underscore pod, or you can find us on Facebook. Just search Cliff Notes podcast. We're tweeting out all day on Friday. You can check out the schedules and the scores on the Cliff Notes podcast Twitter account, and we'll post them up on Facebook after the games. You can catch us there. And we also have an interview with a Brandon Zinner that was posted at the beginning of the week. We had Misha classifications also in that episode. So check all those out. We thank you so much for joining us again on the Week 5 pregame show. We will see you later for Week 6.